welcome to episode 23 of Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. On this week's episode, we've got some heavy hitting news from the Netflix world as well as uh, some Marvel notes as it feels like we always do. Uh, We'll have reviews for Velvet Buzzsaw and Lego Movie 2. Um, And at the end of the podcast, we're going to do a Chris Pratt fantasy draft of throughout all of his roles um, to see who, I don't really know, I guess, but I guess figure out who has the best of Chris Pratt's roles. Yeah, what's Um, the scenario we're doing for these? Like, uh, are the teams facing off against each other or just, you know, who's better or? No, I mean, just, I guess just who has the the better characters, I guess. All right. I'll tell you who's not on my didn't make my build big board is Jurassic World. Oh, wow, great. I am That's shocked. Not on there. Yeah, I I knew you are. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pick that I even didn't even put an eight on my big board. I put seven, and if I ended up getting the last pick, I was screwed. Um, <laughs> that's but, that's gonna be rough. Yeah, well, it's not so. Uh, Brian, I mean, how's your, uh, how's your week been going? Good, good. It was actually my birthday earlier this week. Um, so I had some fun nights, you know, uh, celebrating if nights going out a few times, uh, you have to go to the movies on Thursday night, see a Lego movie. So, uh, it's been a good week. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, good movie. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, watched Netflix is throwing out a bunch of new movies this year and, I'm pretty determined to rate 100 movies in 2019, so I've watched. I've ended up watching that polar movie that we talked about last week. Saw Velvet, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw this week, which stars Jake Gyllenhaal um, and several other pretty uh, prominent names. Uh, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Other than that, yeah, I mean it's been a basic week. Um, got my tax return in already. Uh, when got myself a new phone, uh, which I do pretty much every three years. So it was time. Um, I'm still go. trying to figure that out because I'm not as tech savvy as I like to believe. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, other than enough. that, I mean, it is what it is. It's uh, another. We had some warm weather this week. That uh, that was pretty nice for and, those few days. And, and instantly went away. Get, yeah, and now we're going to get a snow and ice storm on Tuesday. So that's just Woo! peachy. Um, at least it's not happening at the end of the week. So we'll be able to get to the movies this week. Yes. Um, but uh, anyway, I guess let's jump into it. Um, we'll kick things off with uh, Netflix here. Making some huge splashes at Sundance um, this year. They purchased Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Um, the one we've talked about for several weeks now. The Zac Efron, Ted Bundy film. Uh, they purchased it for $9 million. Wow. And it's going to get a theatrical release in the fall. That way it can um, count towards award season. And they're they're buckling up to get Zac Efron a Best Actor nomination. Hey, I mean, and that's I mean, if they believe that they can they can get that run in, then then I guess that says a lot. I know it's got pretty good reviews coming out of it. Um, uh, I mean, I'm extremely interested to see it. That I know last week or whenever we talked about it on the episode, I said that I thought it would come out maybe in the early summer um, nope. time. I, I right. did not think that they were going to shoot for awards, but, um, I mean, here we are. I did. So yeah, in the fall, we'll get that. Um, yeah, it is kind of disappointing that it's always the fall now that we have to wait for it, but yeah, but I mean, it, it's not, it's not like we have to like, it's like, you know, like Captain Marvel and stuff. We have to wade through these bad January waters and stuff like that to get to, like, True. it's not like we don't have a ton of things that will lead into 
getting to that. So You're right. there's movies every month now going yeah, forward. I mean, so I mean, while we sit here and and you know don't want to wait for it, it'll come pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's definitely interesting to me. Um, so yeah, they spent a cool nine million on that, and then they cool went out, yeah, and then they went out and purchased Knock Down the House for ten million dollars. Um, this is very notable. It is the most. Um, the largest purchase of a documentary in any film fest history, um, from at least what I read, $10 million they spent on this. Um, it is a documentary, um, surrounding Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Amy Vellella, Corey Bush, and Paula Jean Swearingen, oh, yeah. um, four progressive democratic women who won grassroots campaigns to get into the house and Senate this past, um, cycle. Um, it ended up winning the festival favorite at Sundance, which is a pretty prominent award. It's the last one presented. It's, I guess, essentially like their best picture kind of thing. Um, what the audiences there love the most, um, huge money to plunk down a documentary, but I I mean, as a documentary buff myself, I'm super excited for this, super excited that Netflix will have it on their platform. Um, I mean, they do fantastic work with documentaries and docuseries, so Um, I definitely trust that going forward. Um, You know, AOC is kind of a huge, like, social media, like, firestorm um, in terms of a politician stuff with the youth in America. So that definitely Mm -hmm. helped lead to that $10 million, I believe. Um, Oh, yeah. And tons of people are going to end up watching it. um, I mean, if it won Festival Favorite, it's got to be good. So I'm pretty excited for that to end up coming out um so yeah netflix is out here swinging the money bags around and, and i'm all Why for not? it man if um they keep bringing me quality content uh, i'm stoked for it they're up in their their movie base you know we've talked about it on here before roma probably gonna win best picture um decent chance, chance but uh yeah i'm super stoked for that um yeah uh <laughs> and we'll move on here to some marvel notes here um Chris Pratt says that Marvel is going to use James Gunn's Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy 3 script. Bless. Um, thankfully, um, I know that was one of the Thank big, goodness. you know, hang-ups going forward was whether they'd use it. So he'll definitely at least have a credit on on Guardians 3. Um, they are still looking for a director, however. Taika Waititi has confirmed he's out because it's, as he says, it, it would be kind of awkward. You know, it's not his, you know, it's James Gunn's. Uh, baby it's james gunn's baby and i mean yeah so um we'll see who they end up switching to next um i, I mean i just, uh, who knows uh, i don't really know who else is out there that's even in the realm of possibility i haven't heard of rumors or anything yeah. so um guardians is guardians 3 is still on the table which is good news um obviously until that all gets situated we kind of have to wait on that um which is a bummer yeah yeah i mean I am happy that they are using a script because, you know, it won't then feel like an oddball out like if it was if they went with a new script, a new director or anything. Yeah, certainly. But it also makes me even a little more angry that it's like, if you're going to use a script, then why did you need to fire him? Like, I, I understand at the time some of it, but then also it was ridiculous in the moment. And it's even more ridiculous now since you're going to be using his work and all this stuff. But then not using him so right, i mean just personal opinion. yeah i mean i kind of like i get it like i don't i still don't think they should have fired him but i mean the script was there before that issue came about um so i mean it wasn't necessarily like you know 
I mean, the script's already done. Like, it's not like he was writing it well past yeah. that, um, as he would have if he was directing the film and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I still don't necessarily agree with him firing him, but um, understand them using the script. And it is what it you is. You know, he'll get a credit on it and stuff, and then it's still technically his work. Good. He's just not directing it. Yep. So, um, I mean, moving on to uh, something else here. X-Men movies are officially on hold until Marvel takes over, which the big um, Fox uh, Disney deal is still being hashed out in overseas markets, I believe they said. So we're still mm-hmm. yeah. unsure what's happening there. But um, those are officially on they hold. Expect to, yeah. yeah. Um, they expect the deal to close by June, I think I read. So, I mean, until then, any <laughs> if you hear anything about uh, casting rumors or upcoming x-men movies or whatever with marvel none of it's true because they don't they don't own the character so they can't plan for characters that they don't know except so. hugh jackman he's definitely in endgame 100 <laughs> percent. uh can confirm uh i have inside sources <laughs> who is that inside source tell me uh ryan ryan reynolds <laughs> uh oh, yeah really? i mean wow. i talked to him it's i impressive. talked to him when he was pikachu in my pokemon go game um that's impressive. Wow. I, yeah, cool. it might have been a dream. I don't. I don't necessarily remember. I don't know. It sounds realistic. I think it does. I mean, they're making a movie on it. I mean, it's got to be real, then, right? Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah, but uh, that also, though they <laughs> they did confirm that they will have R-rated Marvel films down the road. Um, most notably, Deadpool. So the worry that you know they you know we're going to tone down Deadpool and stuff like that moving Disney forward and stuff and... is kind of out there. They did say that they want to kind of in some way separate the film so that, you know, kids aren't going to the movies and getting the F word dropped on them every time Deadpool does literally anything. Um, yeah, <laughs> which I, I get, uh, I don't know how they'll separate it. They didn't really speak into that at all, but um, I know um in the comics they have a line i forget what it's called but it's some but it's um dealing with their more like adult or darker themes ones so um and they kind of kept them like running alongside the main comic books uh stream but then also separate because they didn't fully cross over so or probably something like that yeah i mean that makes sense um but yeah i mean that's good news going forward because i mean a lot of the um the fox stuff is more stuff that's suited for that r rating and stuff um yep so yeah that's good um and some edgar wright news here uh anya taylor joy famous for um split and thoroughbreds and glass and all those movies has officially signed on for uh wright's new horror film last night in soho which i believe we've touched about here on the podcast before um I could be wrong on that. Uh, could have been in the deleted episode. But um, anyway, Edgar Wright <laughs> is shooting for a strictly horror film, from what I understand, not so much like Shaun of the Dead, which was a horror comedy. Um, but, I mean, Edgar Wright could, I mean, he could definitely infuse it and make it a horror comedy. Um, but she is officially set to join the cast. I believe this was the first major edition. So that that's pretty interesting going forward. Um, I'm totally excited for it. I love horror films and I love Edgar Wright films, so I'm sure he'll knock it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, I really like Edgar Wright, but uh yeah, I don't yeah, do horror. Anyway. Um, even though you tried to tell me you, you were gonna watch Twilight Zone uh, <laughs> when he comes out. Um 
If it wasn't on CBS Access, I would be. Wouldn't, though. He'd watch Vegas. five minutes and freak out and run to your bedroom. Nah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and Idris Elba has signed on for Deeper, which is, uh, according to what I read, an underwater adventure movie directed by Balthazar Cormacher, um, who did Ooh, Two Guns, Adrift, and Everest. Um, the only one of those I think I saw was okay. Two Guns, and it was all right. Um, it, That's funny. I saw the other two, but not Two Guns. Um yeah, I don't really know a whole lot about this. I know it's being written by the script. I think is written by Max Landis, who does not have a very prominent Rotten Tomatoes history. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening with this going forward. But uh, if it's an album movie, I'm pretty interested. Um, oh yeah, I'm a big Idris fan, so seeing, um, and I mean the, those movies that I have seen of that director. Uh, were decent. They're not great by any means, but I mean, they weren't bad movies. Um, so, yeah, that sounds good. I'm excited to hear more information about yeah. it. And another fellow that we talk about quite frequently here on the podcast, Michael B. Jordan, is set to take on Tom Clancy character John Clark. Um, very unique name there um, for a character. Um, yeah, so uh, but debuting with uh, the movie Without Remorse, which is officially scheduled for 2020. Um, I mean, it's Michael B. Jordan, like Elba. You know, I'll definitely watch it probably. Um, yeah, and um, I don't really know anything about this character. Uh, I don't know if it has a movie history at all, like uh, Jack Ryan does with what feels like a hundred different actors. Um, to this point, yeah, uh, definitely a lesser known character, but uh, definitely interested to see this going forward. I haven't seen anything else noted about it, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm in on it. I'm in on it. I, I, I want to know more. I do. Um, anyway, Brian, do you got any news for everybody? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little few little pieces, not anything too big. Um, the World War Z movie, the one that was with Brad Pitt, it was you know, five, six years ago, whatever, there was a sequel that was in pre-production and development uh, and they announced this week that they are canceling it because they can't get enough money to make it hmm. um so i know uh brad pitt uh, was planning on starring in it again and being in some type of you know producer role as he typically does um but yeah they were planning on going to production i think beginning of the summer um but they couldn't get the money that they needed for it so they canceled it i honestly can't remember um, if i watched the first so, one or not i feel like i did but at the same time i'm not sure if i did yeah it's a decent movie i mean so i probably would have seen the second one so it's kind of sad but oh well and um and some ridiculous oh. news uh warner brothers who you know i said last week announced those string of stupid movies of uh the Pops Funko and the DC Super Pets and stuff. Um, they're adding another stupid movie to the list. They are going to make um, a spinoff from Aquaman um, about the Trench characters. The, char- the characters from the Trench. Those like So when he goes to see when he goes to find the Trident and they have to go to that dark part of the ocean that you know people die in and there's those that like prehistoric uh, creatures of whatnot that oh, attacked yeah. them on the boat and stuff. Yeah, they're making a spinoff of that for some reason. <laughs> How? Uh, I don't understand anything behind it. 
I saw one person uh, on Twitter. They're like, so I guess Warner Brothers is trying to go uh, with the like conjuring method, where you take one little aspect that people like and spin it off into its own movie. Like, oh, you like the doll? Oh, you like the nun? Here's its own movie. Like, I don't know. I think this is. I hate Warner Brothers. So I'm DC. how does so how like I don't know. Son of a like Warner Brothers is out here <laughs> yeah. giving like standalone films to secondary creatures, and Disney's got me over here begging on my knees for a Korg movie, and the Trench people are just getting a movie right away. Like speed, speed it, yeah, speed it up. I have no idea. Then five minutes of the movie, and it's, people are like, oh, it was the best part of the movie, so it's cool to get some spinoff. Was it though? Uh, I don't know. But it's supposed to be then like a horror movie of sorts for Warner Brothers uh, revolving well, I mean, around it's a horror movie. I mean, I'll, I'm going to watch it anyway, know. probably. But like, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's interesting. Well, it's not also it, it's not really supposed to have much of any connection to like none of the characters from Aquaman. They said, at least, you know, when they announced it, they aren't planning on using any of them again for this. So it's not going to be much of a connection to Aquaman other than it's those creatures. So, I don't know. Okay, it's some creatures that got a ten-minute scene in, in the movie. Are just let's fast fast track them to a getting a their new own movie. movie. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I got. That's all right, well, that seems like a ridiculous. good end end to the news segment this week. Uh, we start off with some good things, and we end with some weird things. Um, all right, oh, yeah. let's bust into the reviews for the week. Um, I'll get us started with Velvet Buzzsaw, which um, you did not see, but I did. Um, it is, if you're unfamiliar with the movie, it is on Netflix, so it is free for everyone to stream. Uh, it, it's an artistical horror movie. Um, I guess it's hard to, it's not like a jump scare horror movie. Um, first of all, for anybody out there that might like horror movies but don't necessarily like jump scares um it doesn't really do that much if at all um but it is it centers around um an art um a a painter that painted a bunch of stuff and and some of his stuff was with um human blood and stuff like that um and human tissue and and all this stuff and it's it's haunted the paintings are haunted so not to necessarily dive too deep into it because it is free to watch. So if you have a Netflix account, obviously, but um, basically, I mean, it stars Jake Gyllenhaal um, and there's several other prominent names in there. A lot of them are not coming to my head right now. Um, I know. Tony yeah. Tony Collette's in it. Um, just, and it's another, like, I don't want to say it's like hereditary because it's not, but it's, a fun horror movie that doesn't necessarily do the jump scares kind of like hereditary um in that sense um i know natalia dyer from stranger things is in it um and there are several other prominent names not coming to my head at the moment uh but it's inventive um it's a satirical take on the art scene you know everything you kind of think of an uh, like an art dealer or an art critic yeah what's Um, what's his name again uh, character. uh give me a second and i'll figure it out while i'm talking um because it is ridiculous i yeah. it um but yeah i mean your basic idea of you know an art critic or whatever is like this snobby hipster or whatever and that's if you check out the pictures like that's what it is it's just like 
I don't know. It's such a weird role, um, and definitely a unique one for Joan Hall, who in the in the movie his name is Morph Vandewall. <laughs> um, while I have what it a up, ridiculous name. Yeah, but while I have it up, uh, Rene Russo is also in it. Zawi Ashton, um, Tom Sturridge, Tony Collette, Natalia Dyer, um, John Malkovich is in it. Billy oh, Madison. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there are definitely quite a few uh, people in the movie. Um, it is fun. Uh, the deaths are pretty created or creative, um, in the way that folks die in the movie, um, based around these cursed paintings and stuff like that. Um, however, there isn't a ton to the story in general. Um, it feels like it's, it's a good movie, but it is very forgettable. Um, it's not necessarily something I'm probably going to come back to down the road. Um, Maybe if I'm bored and I just want to flip something on that's on Netflix. Um, so it doesn't necessarily stand out like Hereditary or Get Out or something like that where, where it draws you in and you want to watch, you, you want to watch more. Um, but otherwise, I mean, it's a good movie. That's why I ended up giving it a 70 out of 100. Um, the combo score came to a 67.4. Critics seem to enjoy it, um, but they, I mean, it's it's kind of the same way I am. They, they enjoy it, but it's not groundbreaking in any sense um user score i believe was like a 5.7 on imdb so not tons of people that love it um but uh it's a good watch if you have netflix check it out if you like horror um it's it's an interesting watch um seeing jake joe and hall be an art critic is <laughs> is quite an interesting take if if you're like me and you've watched a lot of his movies over the the years and anticipating him as mysterio going forward oh, yeah. and and marvel um to see him you know as a hipster our critic was pretty interesting um but yeah i mean i don't it's hard to really get into it without spoiling things um but otherwise yeah it's, it's fun it's unique um it just isn't something that's gonna like weigh on you you're not gonna think about it down the line like it's you watch it and it's gone <laughs> um otherwise yeah i mean that's the best way i can describe it um but it's it's worth the watch. Um, it's directed and written, I believe, by Dan Gilroy, who also did Nightcrawler, um, another Jake Gyllenhaal movie from several years ago. Um, that movie was much better than this <laughs> one was, um, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean that's Velvet Buzzsaw for you. There's not a whole lot I can dive into about it. Um, check it out yourselves. Uh, let me know what you y'all thought about it. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's velvet buzz software, you guys. Um, yeah. And now we'll get into why you're all here this week. Probably. Yeah. Um, the Lego movie Two, the second part, which is a dumb title, but yeah. I get why it's like that. Um, because it's a movie about Legos. Nothing's going to make sense. <laughs> um, I'll pass it on to you. I'll let you get us started there. Yeah. There, Brian. First, just on that title. I have, the idea that the Lego Movie Two, the second part, and you know, makes you think that there's a first part to the Lego Movie Two, if you've seen that title. So, I don't know. They should have kept it as either Lego Movie Two yeah. or the Lego Movie, the second uh, yeah. part, but not both. <laughs> anyway, besides that, I actually I I did enjoy the movie. I think it I really enjoyed it. I got a, a lot of good laughs out of it, as uh, we have with this franchise. Um, this being the third one in it, I think it falls just short of the first Lego Movie. Um, as I did really enjoy the movie, and I did enjoy this movie a lot, um, but it wasn't uh, as creative or as uh, uh, well written, I guess, 
but um, which is a lot of the critic consensus is that it still has gotten really good reviews, but doesn't quite uh, match the first one. Um, I gave it an 80 out of the 100. Thank goodness I gave my first, you know, good solid rating for the year. I <laughs> know uh, it took us till second week of February. But um, yeah, no, it's I stand to this that the Lego Batman, you know, Will Arnett is perfect for that role, and he was a standout character again in this movie. I want to see more of him. Like I want another Lego Batman movie. So it it was good. There were some new characters that were added to it, and and Tiffany Haddish was the main new character. And as I stated before, I really can't stand Tiffany Haddish. She was bearable. I mean, for this one, she was fine. Uh, she didn't overly annoy me Absolute too much. Disdain. <laughs> she was fantastic in this movie. I just want to throw that out there, folks. Um, <laughs> as somebody that doesn't <laughs> disdain Tiffany Haddish, I will say, yeah. She's so here's the thing. So for somebody that I hate her, I brought it up to. No, she was. It was fine. It was bearable. So I mean, um, but yeah, it's a lot of good laughs. Um, I think. There's some parts that might go over a kid's head that are more meant for adults, but um, I think it's a good movie for all ages. You know, parents go take your kids to see it. You know, teens and younger adults, you know, you can go see it. A lot of people would will enjoy this movie. So, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I recommend you go out and see it. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with with a lot of the things you said there, um, but not all of them. Um, I gave it a 75. Um, combo score came in at 76.7, which puts it 0.1 above the fire festival documentary on Netflix as the number one movie so far, uh, that we've seen. Uh, I mean the movie, the music in this one is amazing. It, it really is. I did forget it, to mention that. It, yeah. It adds so much to the movie. Um, it's great. Um, we'll end up actually playing one of the highlights of it at the end of the, the podcast this week as one of the songs. Um, like you mentioned, the cast is, is incredible. I mean, it is top to bottom, a fantastic voice cast. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, there's not a whole lot else I could say. It is just about as fun and, and laugh inducing as the first one. Um, I do agree in the sense that it, it doesn't necessarily match it. And I think it's not, that's not necessarily story based or anything like that for me. It's more that the first one I gave, I believe an 80, um, the first one got a higher score because going into it, my thought was a movie that's about Legos cannot possibly be good. Can't be good. Can't be good. Yeah. Um, and, and it shocked me. So like that, now yeah. at this point, I'm, I'm very, you know, this Lego Batman movie, Lego Ninjago was not that great. Um, oh, but this one not. then coming back was, was very good. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it is a very good movie. I, I highly recommend it. Like you mentioned, it is for people of all ages. I mean, there's jokes in there for for everyone. The, you know, I guess I'd call it the subplot with the actual humans and stuff like that is great. Um, uh, a great kind of base in reality for how these characters are the way they are um, presented in the movie. So it's not just basically like this world of Legos, which was great from the first one. That was a great yeah. ending on that. Um also, you know, they, they hit us with a twist in it, and it was great. Unlike Serenity's twist, which was oh, garbage. Yeah. But more I'll on that, that next this. year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's all around. It's it's a pretty pretty fun uh, pretty fun ride for everyone. Uh, I Definitely go out and check it out. If you haven't seen the first one or the Lego Batman movie, what are you doing? watch those, too. I mean, it's 
movies about Lego should not be this good, folks. Uh, yeah, especially in the day are. and age. And I partially blame the Lego movie on why they're doing all the, you know, the emoji movie and the Funko Pop movie and these toy movies because that was such a success and they continue to be successes. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, these are just great. And a lot of that is up to um, Lord and Miller who, who wrote the script for it uh for this one and, and they do such a tremendous job the songs like i mentioned are great and you'll find that out later on um yeah. even if you haven't seen the movie um i mean seek out the, the soundtrack and listen to some of the songs it's it's a great fun ride um and it's only like an hour and 45 minutes so it's it's not very long um yeah i mean there's not uh, not much else i can say about it but it's great um i highly expect it to be nominated for best animated um next year yeah, probably. for some categories um or some for some award shows i should say um yeah it's it's fun all around uh definitely enjoyed it um mm -hmm. yeah so uh we'll move on here uh to end the podcast what we've got for you guys um we only did one of these so far and we wanted to introduce one some more. more fantasy drafts here um this week we're going to do a chris draft fantasy or Chris Pratt fantasy draft. Uh, <laughs> didn't know that was going to be a tongue twister, but it is apparently uh, Chris Pratt fantasy draft. <laughs> uh, basically all we're going to do is um, just draft four Chris Pratt characters that he's played in his career. Um, and then you guys, you know, let us know who picked the best characters um, and stuff. Go or yeah. Cause yeah. Um, going forward. This, um, if we did a top five, it'd probably be one where we'd have a lot of repeats. So it's good. Yeah. I mean, there, there, yeah. I mean, there was going to be, uh, that's originally what we had set in. And then I woke up yesterday, thought about it. And I was like, no, that that's not going to work. So People this, are going to get yeah. bored by it. I mean, it was going to be relatively the same. So to make things interesting, maybe turn you guys on to some more movies. Um, here we go. Uh, Chris Brown fantasy draft. We flipped a coin before the podcast and Brian won. So Brian's going to go first. It yeah. is in snake order. So Brian will get the first pick and the very last pick of the drafts. I forgot the snake um, order. Dang it. Yeah, that's why I'm pretty excited <laughs> I lost the coin flip, honestly. <laughs> that's why I said uh, I, only, I only wrote down seven on my big board. So I'm going to oh, at least man. get four from that seven. Um, but anyway, well, Brian, take it away for us. Give us the Chris Pratt rankings. All right. Or give us your, the... your first pick. Arguably, <laughs> arguably the greatest Chris Beck character of all time is Annie Dwyer from Parks and Recreation. I mean, he, yeah, you know, he's not, you know, saving space or, you know, fighting dinosaurs or whatnot, but. Thank God he's not fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> he <laughs> is one. Parks and Rec is one of the funniest shows that's ever been in television, I think. And he was one of the standout characters from this from it um he's a big lovable idiot he's hilarious uh he does it so well there's a lot of um his ad lib comedy is in it just kind of off the cuff on uh, the top of his head and he i could just keep watching i could watch that show over and over and he's one of the main reasons for that i love that show and love his character in it um and to see he also grows throughout the show from in the first season he's kind of an annoying idiot uh last season he's your favorite character and yeah i'm big fan of it so that's why annie dwyer is top of my list all right i mean good pick um i had Andy dwyer number two on my big board so take number one um 
which I'm very, I'm still surprised you didn't take him. MCU, obviously. Um, Peter Quill slash Star, uh, Star Lord from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies um, and the Avengers. He was number two on mine. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were one, two, obviously. There was no doubt about it to me. Um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? We talk about Marvel all the time. Guardians of the Galaxy's movies were. The first one was such a pleasant surprise because I didn't know what to think of it. It was still when Marvel movies were still kind of finding their ground. Um, still good movies, but they weren't necessarily blowing people out of the way or blowing, blowing people's minds and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what I got to go with. Uh, Andy Dwyer was obviously the big breakout role for him, really. Um, but Peter Quill kind of took him to a whole new level and introduced um, us a little bit to action chris pratt and stuff um and opening the doors for him so peter quill is my number one pick and my number two pick uh, this is a hard one uh, i'm gonna go with emmett burkowski from the lego movies um it, it's a tough pick but i mean i love the the lego movies it's fresh in my mind um and he adds so much to it with his character because his character in the Lego movie is a lot like Andy Dwyer. He's kind of a doofus. Um, the, the kind of lovable, uh, the lovable doofus, I will say, um, who somehow does things correctly, um, without really, um, any how or why. Um, so yeah, I'll take Peter Quill and Emmett Bukowski, uh, as my number two and three overall picks. Good. Good picks, good picks. All right, now we're um, going with the next one. Do you? I think so. I know at least one of the next ones you're taking, one of the next two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, so these the next two, I'm kind of flipping my head who I wanted to go next, but I'll go with this one. Uh, Scott Hattieberg yep. from Moneyball. Good pick, good um, pick. That was... this Moneyball is a fantastic movie, um, especially for, even if you're not a baseball fan, I mean, it's a really good movie. You know, it's nominated for Best Picture. Um, this I think was uh, even it, it came out in 2009 or 10 so it was near the beginning of Parks and Rec so uh, he Chris Pratt was still making a name for himself so this was his first big movie role and he you know he plays a, he's a catcher who th- can't really throw like he did anymore with his arms and then he transitions to first base which is completely opposite it's not easy to do and it's it's a fun process, and he's you know good character and a family man, baseball player. Um, so and it adds, and I'm a big baseball fan, and so it, it's a great movie. So that'd be my uh, my fourth overall pick and my second pick. Uh, this my third pick uh, is a little bit. I thought of this as a, a loophole within the system. Um, my third pick is going to be Burt Macklin, FBI. Because it is a character that Chris Pratt plays within his character of Annie Dwyer, but it's a different character. So, Burt Macklin, FBI, kicks butt, solves every single case that's brought his way, was one of the best parts of his Annie Dwyer character in Parks and Recreation. And he, you know, when he, when Burt Macklin finally retires in the show, it's, it's, it's a sad day, so... And a big fan of that character, so that's my the fifth overall draft pick here. No offense, but that's kind of stupid. Um, I figured you'd say something like that. No, but, and uh, and here's the thing: it's not necessarily that I didn't take him, but you could have literally just classified them as the same character. That's why I did 
Peter Quill, Star Lord. I could break those into two characters if I really wanted to. Um, no, uh, but I'll take them with the same pick and save that pick. So now I have an extra one instead of having two from the same. Um, that's my reasoning on that. Um, but enough. it is. I mean, it's it's good to have them both. Um, I definitely agree. That's why I did that. Um, this one. Actually, I'll save that. Um, next one I'll take is Josh Faraday, Magnificent mm-hmm. Seven. Yeah, fine movie, nothing spectacular, um, nothing magnificent, um, but a good movie, and he is one of the leads, um, next to Denzel, I believe, in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll take that. I mean, as I wrote these down, I realized there's not tons of stuff that I've seen him in that I've enjoyed. Um, there are some that really knock it out of the park with the first few picks that we've had. So. Obviously, we're going to get into this. You know, the sixth, seventh rounds of the NFL draft are kind of like this. Yeah. you got to take things that aren't perfect, but you enjoy. So that's that. And my last pick in the draft, <laughs> I'm finally going to get you back for the video game. He voiced Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars Connect for Xbox video game. Did he? So I'm going to take that. Oh, all right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I will finally cash in that token on the video game. With Obi Wan Kenobi, right, I better never hear about that again. Um, yeah, I mean, you probably won't. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never, I'd never played it, but when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, if you voiced Obi Wan Kenobi, that's a pretty prominent character." Um, so yeah, I'll take that. And it's on to you All for right. Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. Basically, and I mean, this is how you would classify this character. I mean, but it kind of is the only one that makes sense. Um, Shitty. His, his, his character Owen from the Jurassic World oh, um, the, I'm glad you were smart I mean, enough to save it for the last pick yeah <laughs> I mean I wasn't gonna, I mean the only reason you know he's valuable on this list I mean he freaking trained velociraptors and can you like tell me had them under his control you know it's pretty cool working with yeah well you know how you know who else did that who, who else did that Aaron Rex Danger Vest slash Emmett Bukowski. <laughs> which which is why that was a good pick because you know Rex Rex Danger Vest. I got I used to I got the better Velociraptor trainer. Because he also talk. saves space and is a cowboy and is Yeah, but his also he had smart Velociraptors. They they, they, they communicated with each they, other. They talked. Um but go ahead, tell us about shitty uh, movie. No, I mean, there's not that much that I can oh, say about him. Tracy McGrady, like, whatever his name is. I don't even know. Like, I'm on IMDb, he doesn't have a last name listed. It's just Owen. So, I don't know. Uh, if but, you, um, the second one has Grady as his last name. Oh, Grady, okay. I was thinking that, but I was like, I didn't see it on IMDb, so I don't know. Um, look. Like you had said, uh, like when I looked at all his, you know, his filmography and stuff, at first, IMDb was like, oh, you've seen... 15 of his movies. I was like, oh, this should be easy then. But then I realized, you know, that's two Guardians movies and Avengers where he plays the same character and two Jurassic World movies where it's the same character. So that narrowed it down to like nine then. And so to get eight out of that was have people that you'd actually won on your team. I almost went with what you did with your McConaughey the last few, a few weeks ago. Uh, I almost just didn't pick an eighth person and just left it blank. <laughs> Um, but I figure, you know, his character in Jurassic World trained Velociraptors, so that has to be worth something. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. 
All right, everyone. That is the Chris Pratt fantasy draft um, for the week. Uh, Brian, I'll post a, um, an image on our Facebook page and other accounts and whatnot. And let us know who had the best character base um, out of all of us, um, out of both of us, I should say. Um, <laughs> all of us. There's many of us here. You yeah, everyone out there, have your own fantasy draft with your friends on Chris Pratt's characters. Um, the only one I had on my big board I didn't pick was Justin from Zero Dark Thirty, um, mainly because yeah, he, he was wasn't list he wasn't very much a prominent character in the movie, but uh, the movie itself is fantastic. So I was like, I guess I'll add yes. that on there, and if if I have to pick it, I have to. Um, but I'm pretty pretty happy. I got uh, I got four of my top six, so I'm I'm pretty set go. on that. Congratulations! Um, and you were dumb and picked the same character twice. Um, you can call it whatever you want to call it. Burt Macklin will kick your butt. Whatever you say, man. Whatever you say. Um. Anyway, everybody, uh, thanks for listening again. Um. Next week we'll be back. Um. <laughs> I know that I am going to check out the new Netflix film High Flying Bird. Um. Um. Soderbergh film. Um. Which just came up a few days ago. Um. So I'll be checking that out. Um. I definitely plan on getting to see fighting with my family um this weekend so i'll definitely have a review for you guys next week's uh next week's episode um other than that um i'm unsure what else we'll get to uh like i mentioned there is a big ice snowstorm coming this week uh in our area ridiculous so depending on when that comes that could delay or uh affect that but those are the definites that i'll have next week uh other than that i know we still got to go around the cold pursuit um what men want um um alita battle angel uh which is a pretty big movie coming out that's getting average i mean everything's getting pretty average reviews really uh in the grand scheme of things but uh those are really the movies we have on the watch list for the rest of february we'll spread them out because they ends the 14th this upcoming weekend um coming up so we'll kind of spread that out to give you guys stuff throughout the rest of the month um as opposed to not giving you guys anything at all uh that's not fun and we don't do that here um so yeah we'll spread things around a little bit um still want to see the the guy who killed hitler and then bigfoot but uh that's a movie that i have no idea what's gonna happen with um whether that's going to be released on i know it's already to rent on amazon and buy on amazon i don't know whether that's getting a theatrical release or not interesting um so yeah, that's that's a movie we'll have to keep up with. That's also prominently the reason why we don't do the uh, why I don't post those things at the beginning anymore of the month with what we plan on reviewing. Just because I feel like we're yeah, lying to you guys because we never yeah. know what's going to be a wide release and what we can actually get out to you guys. And I'm tired of feeling like a liar to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> sake of it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, uh, stay tuned. We're gonna give you guys uh, Gotham City guys, the yes. one of the prominent songs from the Lego Movie too. Um, Tiffany Haddish, pretty good singer. Didn't know that. Um, Brian will probably tell you she sucks, but it is what it is. Ah, she didn't suck. Oh, I, no! Wow, look I at you throwing, throwing some com- compliments around. I guess is the best way I can describe <laughs> that. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Oh, great. More singing right on time. Listen, Bruce. Who's Bruce? It's nothing personal. It's just... I've dated men like you before and you're just not my type. My time. Never around during the day, only come out at night. That's me. Emotionally wounded.
duck and brooding all the time Hanging around with clowns I don't need that in my life Oh, I love Timmy's Beetlejuice. I'm just not into Gotham City guys. Well, yeah, we're flawed, but that's what makes us so relatable. I'm just not into guys who can fly. I can fly. The Batwing can fly. Rich boys with gadgets are not my type. What is your type? Kryptonian men on my Just confused, Gotham dudes are the best. We have deep manly voices and insanely red pecs. We're Affleck level hot and we're Oprah level rich. With George Clooney level charm and Val Kilmer lips. We work for our powers cause we're self-made men. We didn't just get them from the sun like an entitled alien. Go on one date with me and you'll change your mind. I'll give you a hint, he's made of steel and red.